0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Kelly, and I am joined today with Megan Malik. She is an MFT pre licensed therapist on the East Coast, and she's going to share her story with us today. Welcome, Megan. Thank you, Kelly. It's good to be here. <laughs> How long have we known each other?
1: Oh, goodness. A year, and I don't know, since about April of 2019. Yeah. So it feels a lot longer, I think, just because so much in such a short amount of time.
0: Right. Well, why don't you share, let's just start with like the background that led you into going into private practice. How did you get to that point?
1: Yeah, Well, it kind of happened through the back door, actually. Um, I am both a teacher and a pastor by training. And Um, in particular, when I was doing youth and young adult ministry and started doing weddings for people who were like spiritual, but not religious, they wanted to like see me as their counselor. And I was like, I don't think I'm like trained to do this. So one thing led to another. I started doing trainings and I decided to do a whole other master's degree. (laughs) Um, and here, here I am, that was like seven years ago now, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, yeah.
0: When I first met you, it was your interview. We were you were thinking about joining boot camp. And yes. I remember you were doing these weddings and thinking about, okay, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna keep marrying people or am I yes. gonna counsel them? <laughs> um, um what has been I mean, as a pre licensed clinician, what was it like for you to consider stepping into your own business? <sighs> Because that looks mm-hmm. different for everyone. I mean, yeah. for example, in our state, you can't do that until you're licensed, but in other states, you can. Yeah.
1: So I had a lot of head trash about that, to be honest. I was really afraid that I wasn't competent enough or capable enough, or what were people going to think? Would I actually get clients? Mm-hmm. Would they actually pay my rate? Um, and I mean, boot camp really helped with that as well as working with a clinical supervisor here Mm -hmm. who was really encouraging of like, right, so let's look at who you are and what you come with and what you're about and what what this work looks like and um, how much you've kind of been doing this work really for more than just technically clinical time. I
0: think that's the the advantage, right, of being pre-licensed and that it forces the clinical supervision that all of us should have anyway even after we're licensed we should still be in some sort of occasional consultation or supervision you know it shouldn't stop the learning
1: doesn't stop right well and the other piece is because i'm mft in pennsylvania there are fewer mft in Mm. general um and so for me to be lmft i needed to find an lmft to work with anyway so i was Mm -hmm. having not having, I was choosing to do supervision outside of the agency and Mm -hmm. actually finding better supervision, frankly, that way than the agency supervision, better, Um, more in-depth, more reflective, more Mm -hmm. helping me process my own parallel process with what was happening. So, yeah, and actually I do want to keep that going. Mm
0: -hmm. So what made you decide to do
1: boot camp? Um, Well, I'd been kind of putting my – With the weddings and the kind of the side hustle that I had going, there was something definitely there, but it was almost like I'd get in the water and I'd come back out. I'd get in the water and I'd come back out. And um, as somebody who has, you know, done 5K running, done Weight Watchers, I know I always do better when I have like an accountability group that I can Mm. say, hey, this is this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need that for myself. And I did some of y'all's free things and was like, Oh, this seems realistic. It seems doable. The interview with you was part of it. Um, as well as, um, I just, I, I wanted the structure that came with it as well. The sort of like, okay, here are the nuts and the bolts that go with business ownership. Cause that's not my, I haven't studied that.
0: Right. Right. No. <laughs> and you came from ministry, so let's just talk about that whole
1: structure of um, you know, How about none? Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Right? Okay. Yeah, that's another thing, like what was that like to rework? It's not just the pre license bit. I think it's also coming from a uh, ministry culture as well. Um, what was that like for you? And doing a for-profit business
1: model. I mean, I think, Kelly, I still wrestle with that because okay. my schooling, my literally my schooling, my training has so been like you just give and you just give and then you just trust and then it just comes in and um, like, wait a second... It really honoring my own self-worth which I would say also is about boundaries mm-hmm. because it also gives me permission to say yes and no and this is what this is and this is my side and this is your side and I mean certainly my clinical training helped with that but there's nothing like business ownership <laughs> to, to be like yeah so this is just how this is mm-hmm. and um really being able to then have those conversations with clients too, whereas in ministry, I don't see people being as comfortable having conversations about money. So ironically, I would say in the church, I do a little church consulting on the side as I've grown more comfortable than I'm with them and saying, so what's keeping you from having this? Have you had this conversation? What's keeping that from happening? And, and what do you think about this? And what are your what are your expectations or even saying no to people when they're like, well, can't you just come and do this for free? And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I mean, not only for myself, but also how much accountability, do you want people to really buy in? Mm-hmm. So Cause I see great. that a lot in the church. That's changed a lot
0: for you. Cause I remember our first call together. Yeah. And, um, where you were at and you've come a long way. So when yes. you first started boot camp, did you have your practice yet? Right? No, I didn't have it yet.
1: <laughs> So where are you at now? Um, okay, so I am. I'm in private practice full time with myself. Um, this week I have 15 clients. My max a week is 20 for me to be able to be me and do and well.
0: Note that this is happening during the pandemic still. And so let's just, we're interviewing, uh, what's today's date? July 21st. And so
1: this is still. Yes, still pandemic. Still pandemic. Uh, and, <laughs> and summer. And really interestingly, Kelly, my June was like my, my best month mm-hmm. in private practice. Yeah. Um, July is a little slower. One, I took a week off. Mm-hmm. And also I'm seeing the, the summer slow up hitting about a month later here. And I'm encouraging clients to take a week, like yes. to go if they can. Um, so but my you've July prepared is, for that in your I have so. I'm not, it's not, it's not, I'm not scared about it. I actually, ironically journaled. I was like, I can't believe I'm grateful that I'm having fewer people from the <laughs> last week of July. I'm like, come on. Uh (laughs) And, you know, something I've really learned is my capacity is a little less in COVID than it was before. I mean, 20 is still my top thing, but like 15 15, for me really does feel uh, good, which, you know, a -hmm. a year ago in community-based mental health, I'm like, 15 would have been like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what am I I doing with myself? Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: right now, 15 is a lot.
0: Are you insurance-based or cash-based? I am not
1: cash-based only. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you have a full practice in about a year. Yeah. Over a year, you moved yeah. to a full-time private yes. practice. What do you wish you had known before you started?
1: That it's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I intellectually knew that but like that it's really okay when you have the the intake person, the intake, the inquiry and to say, you know, this isn't really what I do. Here's this person that I know that does do this, or it sounds like you're looking for X and that's not really what I'm an expert in, but let me help you find the right person. And then the other people will come.
0: It is a gift, you know, to give back to your community. It's another way we give back, you know, it's not all about whoever calls you take. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's been a
1: shift that I've experienced myself mm-hmm. with how I am with people that come and I'm finding that I'm grateful for that.
0: What do you think it took out of boot camp to get you to where you are now? Hmm.
1: Well, I think particularly with what I just said about the no, hearing you and, you and Miranda both kind of encourage that and other people encouraging that helped that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think setting my structures and starting to really um, own the intake scripts or the, mm-hmm. um, the consult calls, like the, the fact that you had them and helped that was good. But also, like, I trust myself now enough to be like, there's that script and I'm going to trust and go do what I, like, I know myself well and my practice well enough. Um, I think having the process and the procedures for me, like pre- Was really helpful because that's like where I come back to stand on. Like this is how I do it. This is what this looks like. And this is why I do it. And this is why I do it. And it's really funny. In my practice, really started to grow over December, and so January, I was all set to do some marketing, and I was like, no, I I went back to do the boot camp process and procedures because I was like, I need to retweet these, Mm -hmm. like. What I had done at the beginning isn't working anymore, and so I really redid that, and that really helped me. Which actually, ironically, even though they're different in COVID, I think it helped me pivot into COVID.
0: Yeah, I think, it, yeah, I think that that's essential for sure. And I just, again, let's just say COVID. Yeah, <laughs> this is you built a practice where half of so far that in the lifespan of your practice, half of it
1: has, has been, been
0: a- during, during a pandemic. <laughs> So let's just talk about, you know, like, what is that? One of the things before we started recording, we were talking about you just got back from vacation, right? And this is the first time you've done that. And you know, we're big on taking time off. I know you are. But then COVID hit. (laughs) That's been hard to do. It's been hard to figure out how to do that in a way that is, feels like time off. Um, I think it's shifted some over the summer depending on where you live and all of those kinds of things and risk factors and all of that but what if what are you learning through boot camp about this balance piece not just filling your practice and the processes but how it impacts your life
1: oh well first of all I think just even going back to the fact that you all talk about that means that it's on my mind even if I'm not Mm. adhering to it in a given moment, but that it's that it's there. And um, Kelly, you know, back in May, I think was when we decided we were gonna do the vacation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I, I I was already seeing I needed to do that. But because of some of the initial things that you have and just my own work on myself, I I was like, I know I need vacation. And literally I think like there's voices in my head like it's okay to take your novel. It's okay to unplug from your screen. This is what's good. Like I think that helped me make Those choices and stick with them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it helps me think, like, okay, long term, I could do this. I mean, I can't imagine starting a private practice in the middle of pandemic without boot camp to be perfect. Like, I think I would just throw my hands up and been like, oh. <laughs> just going, I'm going back to the agency. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay, oh, yeah, that's another thing. You were at an agency before all this, too. Not only were you doing your pastoring and um, yeah, yeah, weddings. I was, I was. I was
1: yeah I was doing like five. That's how I like to roll, <laughs>
0: yeah now you're simplifying
1: much much simplified yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which has been really vital with this with the mm-hmm. pandemic, yeah, so I think boot camp actually also helped me start to simplify before this hit
0: hmm yeah, yeah, I think um too like. Well, I mean, how did you know you needed a vacation? I think this is the other thing is people sometimes, and this has happened to me as a recovering workaholic. Uh I, I gotta be like, hit my bottom. In the past, it's better now, but in the past, I'd have to hit my bottom, and that bottom would look like me crying in some corner somewhere, and like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, maybe I need to rest. So, (laughs) yeah. How about for you? What was it like
1: for you to know? Uh, Historically, that's been me (laughs) as well, if you couldn't guess. Um, However, um, you know, again, like you all do such a good job of giving us things that like break it down into small. Just like we do with clients small pieces and so I like generally love this work I love clinical work I love mm-hmm. having my practice I really enjoy doing it yeah. um, so there was a day was it late June and I was like I just don't feel like seeing clients today and I was like oh my gosh I never do like I never feel like that I was right. like this means I need time and so from late June until the vacation I took all the extras off. Mm-hmm. I, only, I didn't, like, I didn't add extra things. I didn't do extra reading. I already oh. started a novel. I was like, like, I was like, I've got to just. That's wise. Yeah. I was like, you've got to do this. Because, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to be in the corner crying. Right. Yeah. Or, like, in the morning where I'm like, I just don't want to get out of bed here <laughs> now, today. Mm-hmm. So I
0: love it though. It's sort of like, it's not, it doesn't have to be extreme. It can be, okay, I'm going to pull back on any extra things. I'm going to, I know a vacation's coming. Like maybe I can't take the week right now, but there are some things I can do interim to still stave off this going and snowballing out of
1: control for myself it helped so much just be like you know what you don't need to do research you don't need to watch that webinar right now Mm
0: -hmm. that whole thing on
1: anti-racism that will be here when you're back from your vacation Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah that's the other thing too we're in the midst of a lot of civil unrest it's not like yeah. that work wasn't being done by you beforehand but then to couple it with everything going on it's about pacing
1: all of that and yeah
0: and the long haul of a, owning a business and and a business like something people don't know about you is that you're a very affirming person open person yes open and yeah yeah and you do work with people who are often oppressed and things like that and so there's a pacing with all of that this business is for a long journey oh, yeah like an internship or
1: something When i would say you know it's, it's funny because you all do the weekly client and i have many and then i also know for i mean and this is includes some of the the folks that i've married right i'm their safe place to land especially if you're in an oppressed community so it is once a month or once a quarter you come and just like oh, Mm-hmm. And then we read and we, okay, and there's still growth or there's growth in how they, and how people live and handle it. But when, when your spaces aren't safe, when the large spaces that you're in day after day, just to have a room where you can come and take, take that off, I think is huge. And I try to help people find those spaces and create them mm-hmm. in their lives in a sustainable way. And in the same breath, I mean, obviously look at what's happening right now in our world. It's not, you can't just wave a wand. hmm Um, And when I was pastoring Kelly, I was more, um, this has been a huge shift. I was more on the lines of advocating both for LGBT and anti-racism work. And as Mm -hmm. I've shifted to more clinical, it it shifted. And so that's been my, like, what's my role here? Mm -hmm. How do I use my voice as a clinician? When you're the pastor, you're preaching.
0: Yes, (laughs) it's very (laughs) different.
1: Or like going there, to the protest with your collar on, kind yeah. of a thing, um, which I've done. But this is this role is different.
0: It is different, but it's also a systemic work. It is with an, indiv- with an individual or within their like immediate system. It's, just, mm-hmm. it's it is different, very different than ministry work. Having done that myself as well, it, it does a different kind of voice and a different kind of stance in a yeah way.
1: but just learning to have my own comfort with that and quieting I would say kind of like a wonder woman part of me that wants to be like, <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. there I see you I hear you look at what we're doing it in this way and yeah we're having conversations with white clients about race it's like mm-hmm. I'm right and so how awesome is that with like oh I'm having this awakening and because of some of my church work, I have some resources and books that I can say like, hey, would you want to, here's, here's where I started. What do you think about this? So mm-hmm. I'd like to think that's part of the work as well. too as yeah. well.
0: So now you went from ministry and nonprofit work to being a boss and <laughs> <laughs> running this business you found balance, you charge, yes. you have a full caseload. Um, what would you say to someone who, I mean, and you've told me before about how boot camp has been a big part of that journey. What would you say to someone who's thinking about doing something like bootcamp or investing in their business in a different way beyond just kind of making it go on their own? Oh, I mean, I think it's,
1: if you're going to do it for the long haul, I think investing, in your business and in with something like bootcamp or boot camp is the way to go because it gives you the structure, the support, the ongoing accountability. I, I keep in touch with my battle buddy. We have phone conversations mm. and things, and it's also good for kind of commiseration when it's like, I just poured all this work into this X or Y or Z and it kind of didn't go where I thought it was going to go. Right. And just kind of adjusting to the ebb and flow of it. Um, one, you all do a good job of depicting that, but then also having like the mighty network and hearing people talk, it normalizes that process. And it also is the fire to kind of keep going and what's next. And
0: you bring up a beautiful point. I, I'm not interested in, in selling a a perfectionistic journey. Do X, Y, Z, and you will get this result it's really a long journey of trying different things because we're all different people and our clients are different and our communities needs are different and finding your own path. It's forging your own path, which is a lot harder than replicating someone else's. But whenever we replicate someone else's, it can only go so far. So it's like, Hey, I could make this path for you, but then are you really going to learn or do I give you the tools to create your own? path so that it's really special to yours and it fits you perfectly
1: exactly one I don't you know you were saying like oh you have the plexiglass but like partly what gave me the freedom and permission to do that
0: wait let me just clarify so before we start recording
1: (laughs) what What are you talking about
0: before we, we started recording, I was asking you about like, how is it going with COVID and are, you know, cause we're all doing different things in terms of seeing people in person and you see people in a boardroom, you've got, you're renting a larger that. room than your regular office and you're using plexiglass as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, like I had to get creative And there was no, there wasn't going to be like, here's the manual for how to do therapy (laughs) in the midst of COVID. Um, And so I was like, I know I have a few people I really want to see in person. My old office I gave up. I am in a co-working space now where I can rent boardroom space, which actually was where my office was. But they've been gracious with me, and so then I have plexiglass. We can take masks off and. I have an air filter, air filtration system. So it's like we're doing the best we can with what we've got. Right. And Um,
0: innovating. I mean, yeah. And everyone's finding their way. But I love that you're able to have like a buddy and then the community to be absolutely real. We're real about this journey. This is not.
1: (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. It's not just celebrating the wins, it's learning the lessons.
1: The lessons and, and, Perseverance, and I mean, it's very much like training for a 5K or whatever. And like, some days get to the end, you're like, This is a great exercise, and other days it's like, Not so great, keep going. Mm -hmm. But that's not bad, it's all part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely for me, the community and the support with it, and the this is a place to go. And you know, some days I need kind of comfort, and they're there, and other days I need sometimes a kick and a little kick. I could and you trip.
0: you can get both.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> happy to get <give> both <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw this, but um, boot camp is going to be the next round is in August. Are you going to be joining the next round? You think? Doing a little yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I need to re-kind of calibrate my my calendar with that. I saw that like yes. because I disconnected from my vacation. Yes. I'm catching up on my emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh but I am, I need to go sign in. I'm doing the retreat next week. Cause I was like, I think this is a really good um, thing. Cause one of the things I didn't get to do as full of a boot camp as I wished this time, just because of where my state was in the midst of COVID and where my practice was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just, this is going to need to take a pause for right now. So, um, but I was writing to myself notes of like, I need to figure out how I do like, what does the sustainable way of doing this in COVID look like? Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. in Pennsylvania, it's not, it's not like, okay, next month we're going to be done. Yeah. In, in PA, I think we're. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: a nice thing though. You're going to come back and we'll refresh in August and continue to work on the business. Yeah.
1: So that feels, it feels good. It feels, I'm feel ready for that awesome. phase.
0: Awesome. Well, for anyone that wants to check out what you do, uh, where can yeah. we find you?
1: you can find me at the wellcounselingandconsulting.com um or you can find me on my facebook page which is megan malik at wellcounselingandconsulting.com and i think i'm megan at the i am megan at the well on instagram uh,
0: <laughs> i love that learn an insta okay there we go next next venture <laughs> my next venture is insta okay sweet <laughs> Well, Megan, thank you for sharing your story. Thanks, and for those who are listening, if you want to check out bootcamp, you can go to bschoolbootcamp.com slash about yeah. and get all the details and you would be in a community with people like Megan who yeah. are in love with their work, but also learning how to do the work well so that they can have a wonderful life too. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks so much. Thank you. you. Guys. Thank you.